Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. The question is really is how much money can God trust you with, my friend? God, how do you want me to spend to use this blessing that I've gotten? Like money controls you more than you control it. Well, good morning. It is so fun. That is the best like video roll-in, right? It is. It is so fun. So fun, man. This creative team is the best at Mosaic. Well, welcome, friends. Welcome online. Uh, this is just great uh, that you're here this morning. Here's why. Because I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful for this community. Because this past week, uh, my wife and I, we've gone through some tough times. You know, we, we're, uh, we're kind of grieving the loss of... Um, um, our, uh, of my father-in-law uh, and Ashley's dad. And I just want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for the love, man. Thank you for being just an amazing community. And so thank you so much. Give yourselves a hand. Can you do that? I don't know if you can, but it's, I'm, we're just so, so grateful. Uh, and those of you who are watching online too, I know that the majority of our community is actually watching online. And uh, you're a part of us. And so I just want to know that. I want you to know that. And if you're joining us for the very first time, maybe here in person or online, I am Naeem. I haven't been around for a little bit, uh, but I'm still here. I'm still here, people. I'm still here, and um, we, we're just grateful that uh, you're a part of us, and uh, if you're brand new, joining us recently, man, we're trying to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus. That's what we're about here, and uh, we're loving it, and I love the fact that we're having these kind of conversations, these meaning more money, more problem conversations, more conversations about money and resources, and you know what the, the, the heart, about, heart behind this is that I want us to have conversations that are extremely hard, and some of them are just the just difficult to have, but we can have conversations that maybe in the past you've had in church or a topic has been presented in church and you're like, ah, I don't know about this and I'm not quite sure and you just kind of feel weird. I think, I think if we do it right, we can have any conversation, honestly, if we just do it in the right spirit. And so I just love the conversation about money and resources and tithing and giving and all of those uh, conversations we're having in this kind of light, in this kind of spirit, because the heart behind it is that we want uh, not to work for money, we want our money working for us. We, we, we want to possess money, we don't want money to what? Possess us. Because people do weird things 
when they are possessed by money. And the fact is that if you're possessed by money, people hurt people when they're possessed by money. When they're, when they're hungry for it, when, they're, when it just overcomes them, men wanting power, wanting money, wanting resources makes us do things. It makes us uh, make policies. It causes us to, to really shift our whole world towards just our benefit. And so I think we can break the power of money. And the scriptures talk about it. They talk about it all the time. And Jesus talked about this. And so you remember this verse? I mean, if you don't, I'll, I'll repeat it for you. So it's Matthew 6. Uh, 24. Here's what Jesus says. He says, no one can serve what? Help me out. No one can serve what? Two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You can't. Now, notice what happens in this passage, okay? He starts off saying no one. And when he says no one, generally, generally the idea is like, uh, like it's, it's a blanket statement. Like no one, not, not particularly you, but no one, like kind of everyone. Like no one can serve two masters. But then at the end of this quote, he says, but you can't serve both God and money. All of a sudden, the no one is not just anyone, it's, it's you're the one. Like you can't do this. If you do this, if you serve money, you cannot. You cannot be that one. Don't be the one. Now, as I was reading this, I thought, the one, the one, the one. And as soon as I say that phrase, the one, I think of the Matrix, people. The Matrix. How many of you know I've heard of Matrix? Anybody? Yes? In the chat, please let me know. Who's looking forward to the next Matrix? Yes. I know. We are highly spiritual people here, people. We are Matrix. Yes, the one. Woo. This is all a lie. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No. But we love it, love it. And the, fa the, 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 the line is, you know, the what? The one. Is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the one? I mean, there's so many analogies uh, of, you know, the matrix and, and the message of Jesus and the one and Neo and all that and all that. It's so, it's fascinating. But the idea of the one is something that we love, don't we? Like we are infatuated by being the one. Like, the one, the one. Like, no one wants to be someone. No, we want to be the one. Or, or we get tempted to be like everyone. But, so it's like we're either like everyone or we are the, the one. But the someone? Mm, no. So today, what I want you to um, consider is being not the one, being the someone. Being this someone, when it comes to resources, when it comes to uh, what God reveals to you, when it comes to uh, what God wants to do through you, I want you to be the someone in this world. Not be the one in this world that you're going to save the world, or not like be like everyone else, but no, 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 like be someone. Turn to your neighbor and say, be the someone. Be the someone. Be the someone. Be someone. Okay, so let's jump in. If you've got a script, if you've got a Bible, and um, we're going to be in the Old Testament. Obviously, we'll put the scriptures up for you as well. Um, my people online, you can, you've got all kinds of Bibles accessible to you. You can do the Google if you want to. But we're going to be in Nehemiah. Uh, for extra credit, is it in Old Testament or New Testament? Old Testament, people. Okay, so Nehemiah, let's jump in. This is verse 3, chapter 1. This is the N uh, NLT translation. Okay, so here's what, let me just set this up though, okay, because here's what happens. What happens is, is we are entering into this passage, and it's a conversation that's already been taking place. 
Here's the context. The context is, is Nehemiah is a cupbearer for a particular king in a particular time in history. Okay, he is in Judah. I mean, sorry, sorry, he is in, he's not in Judah, but he is a Jewish guy, and he is a person who is responsible for certain things over a particular king, and he is a guy who also is aware of the trauma, the biggest thing that's happened to his people, and that is that they were occupied by the Babylonians, and they had this huge exile that took place where Jewish people were moved out of of Jerusalem and scattered and moved into modern-day Iraq. And so this kind of huge, uh, uh, you know, historic event, I mean, just think of the Afghanis uh, right now with Taliban. I mean, this is like serious stuff. This will shape generations and generations. So this has happened to them. And part of what has happened is, is that because Jewish people have gone all over the, the uh, all over like the, the region, and they've left their hometown, they've left their homes, uh, they've no longer been a nation. And so all of their monuments, even their capital, uh, uh, Jerusalem, has been destroyed. I mean, they've gone through so much war. And so here, this guy finds himself in modern-day Iraq, and and just wondering what's going on with his people. And so I just want you to know that everybody's spirits are very low. It's like, again, talking to uh, Afghanis, trying to get them to consider what would life look like if you went back and started rebuilding Afghanistan. It's one of those conversations. It's, it's, it's just, it's, there's so much pain, so much loss that's been taken place. But people are living their lives in different parts of that region. And then there are some people who are living in Jerusalem, but Nehemiah is not one of those. He is is with this Persian king, and he's a cupbearer for this king. And so he talks to some people who have been in Jerusalem, and he's talking to them, and he wants to know what's going on in Jerusalem, because he's not there. And so this is the conversation we enter in. And he says, and they said to me. Now, Nehemiah writes this whole account of his book, and like, it's like Dear Diary. Like, that's what he writes it in, right? You know, it's like, and I said this, and I did this, and I did this, first person. So he says, they said to me, Things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, when I heard this, I sat down and what? Help me out. And what? Wept. In fact, for days I mourned and fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. Like he heard this. And it wasn't one of those things that you, he swiped away from on an Instagram feed. It wasn't one of those things that he just kind of flipped the channel or something like that. No, no, it was like a news story that kind of gets to you. It's a, it's a story, and, it, and when it's not like, hey, so how your, how's your life? And someone starts talking about their life, and you're like, yeah, that's great, that's great, that's great. You don't even care. No, no, he's, he's not like, hey, so how, uh, you know, how's auntie in Jerusalem? No, 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 auntie's not doing good in Jerusalem. Like, here's what's happening, and it, it shocked him. It kind of it just took a hold of him. And he was like, the wall is broken, and, it's in, and, and we're in disgrace, and it's not good for our people. The conditions are really, really bad. And it's something changed there. Something changed there. Because here's the issue. The Jewish people have always been fatuated with this idea of the one. You see, they've always believed that the Messiah would come. He would be the the one. He would restore everything. He would, he, he'd be the one. He'd be the one. He'd be the one. And in the Old Testament, they were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the one. 
And so they were, just like us, consumed with people who are going to be the one or, or act like everyone, but not someone. But here, something changes. Something changes, and he just stops everything that he's doing, and he considers that he needs to do something about it. Be that someone. Something happens right here. I want you to know that. Because the whole book is proof that right here when he heard this, something snapped in him. Something changed. Now see, you and I, we don't want to be that someone, right? We don't. Because we live in a world that, uh, that, we, that there are so many things that need to be changed, we're just hoping that someone will what? Change them. We're waiting for the world to change. Because someone, was gonna ha- someone needs to do it. Like someone needs to do something about it. How many of you and how, how many times have I listened to something and I've thought, someone needs to fix that? Right? Case in point. Okay, case in point. This is, this is, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I walked into my, my kid's bathroom, okay? They primarily use one particular bathroom. I walked in. Okay, don't do that at home, by the way. Don't do that. As parents. <laughs> Okay, I walked in. No, no, my kids are amazing. Okay, but I walked into my kid's bathroom, and I looked, and I, I sometimes go in there and clean up because I just, that's ther- therapy for me. Anyways, can you guys relate? Yeah, okay, so some of you guys are like, clean up, what? What's wrong with you? No. Okay, so I go in, and there's a, the, I look at the toilet paper um, holder. Now, what's interesting is that the toilet paper uh, roll in the, the holder is empty, okay? It's empty, which is, okay, it's, uh, you know, that happens. It happens. But what's interesting is that there's a, there's a used, freshly opened up toilet roll on top of it. <laughs> right? How many of you have seen that event? Right? Like, hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. Everywhere, right? And I'd look at that and go, this is not the first time. Friends, this is not the first time. I've seen this. And I see it all the time. I'm like, and then I'm thinking, are you so busy? Like, what, what, why? What, what happened here? You distracted? How much effort does it take to, you know what I'm saying, right? Just switch it. I don't even care if it's over, under, I don't care. Just, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for just the toilet paper roll on top. And you, you see it, like if, you, if, you, if you're living with someone and you're looking for a roommate, you know, like this, you've experienced this, right? If you've lived with anybody, if you, maybe even at work, you work for a business and you're like, people do it all the time and you're like, what's going on? Here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. The person who does that, and if you do that, you know who you are. You know who you are. And Jesus sees you. Yes. Yes, he sees you. He sees you. And, 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 and <laughs> this is ridiculous, right? But the idea is that someone else will take care of it. That's really the idea. I, I'm busy. I got stuff going on. Talking to the president, apparently. Well, I don't know what you're doing. Okay? Okay? And then you're just busy. You're busy, busy, busy. Someone else will handle it. Okay? Now, if you live in a home and it happens and you have kids, what, what are they thinking? Mom's going to handle it. Dad's going to figure it out. Okay? Someone else is going to cover it. Someone else will figure it out. Someone else is called to do this. We do this at home. We do it at work. It's not my job. It's not my job. It's hers. It's her job. It's her job. If, you want, if I can do her, I can do it, but I would like her paycheck. Right? 
Like, I can do that, but I'm doing your job. Like, I, I can, I, but, like, but then someone else has got to cover it. Someone else. Someone else. Someone else. Someone else. I'm not the one to do it. No, 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 no. And we do this, in fact, in fact with church as well, friends. We do it at church all the time. We do it. I remember walking into my first church experience because I grew up Muslim and, and coming into a, a place where everything was taken care of. Everything was taken care of. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was like, this is all for me? All for me. And then some churches, they're like, you're amazing. Welcome home. You're the best. VIP. I'm like, yeah. Yes. I rock. I'm amazing. And then I'm like, oh, this is great. This is amazing. And I, I just love that. And then they're like, hey, I'm not amazing anymore because they're used to me. Right? Have you noticed that in church? They're like, what happened to me? Amazing. When I walked there, you were like, hey, and now it's like, whatever, move over. And then you look, I got to find another church where I'm amazing. So you go to another church, and they're like, you're amazing, you're amazing. And you're like, yes, I'm amazing. And so what we do is we do this. We, we love the idea of walking in sometimes to a place where everything is taken care of and everything is handled. And the problem is, is the gospel and the, and the movement of Jesus uh, and the message of Jesus is contrary to all of that. That, 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 that when you and I become uh, followers of Jesus, when we enter into a relationship with God, and when his spirit begins to speak to us, all of a sudden we are now um, not the one because Jesus is the one. Uh, we are not ever like everyone. We are that someone that God calls. We are that someone that says, who's going to handle it? That someone is me. It's me. When God says, hey, did you see this? What he's saying is, you're it. If God has made you aware, if you listen to something and, 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 it, and it just like gets you, if you listen to a report that your people have been, uh, have been, have been living in just disgraceful and terrible situation, and you stop, and it bothers you, and you weep, and you pray, and you go, what is going on? You stop eating, and it bothers you, because what happens is that something inside of you says, hey, 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 you're it. You're that someone. Because the first thing I'm sure that Nehemiah thought was, I'm, I'm working for a Persian king. I'm not in Jerusalem. Someone needs to fix that condition. I'm here. And all of a sudden, what happened? God got his attention and said, you are that someone. And so what happens? What happens is, is he's bothered by it for so long. In fact, if you read it, I know it's just a couple of verses in the second chapter, but it's been months now. It's been months. He's been, he's been, he's been bothered by this idea of being the someone for months and he knows, like, what, what, I got to do something. I'm not quite sure what I can do. I, I got to tell. But it's, it's affected him so much that you can visibly tell someone that he's going through something. Have you ever been there? Like, some, like you know, if you know people, they walk in, you're like, you know they've been going through something. And you know them long enough, and you, it's been months, and you go, something's wrong, with, something's different about you. Like, you can, you can know sometimes the weight people are carrying if they carry it long enough. Some people are really good at carrying weight, but eventually they start walking different, they start looking different, they start acting different. And so the king notices because he's the, he works for the king. 
So Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 2, 5, it says here, So the king asked me, why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me, but, but you must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified. He was like, I was terrified because we have this great relationship. I know I'm a cupbearer for him. I mean, he, I, I mean I, I, like, I'm responsible for his life in a sense, you know, so people don't poison him. I, I'm responsible for a, a lot of things. We have this working relationship, but I'm not quite sure if it's really, really personal. You know, like, you know, you have that relationship where you're like, I'm not quite sure if we're like friends, but we are like really good friends at work friends. We're like, but I don't know. And so he's in this point, and he's terrified because he's the king. And he just replies. He says, long live the king. How can I be sad? Uh, he says, how can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins. And the gates, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. So he just kind of blurts out his feelings here, his thoughts. And the king asked, he says, well, well, how can I help you? Now that is not something he was expecting. Because he was terrified. Terrified because he's too nice? No. Because he was like, what? The king goes, how can I help? Uh, well? And then he says, with a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied. Have you ever done that? Like, you better work, Jesus. And then you start talking, right? I do it all the time when I walk in. I'm like, you better say something. Okay, and then I walk up. Like, with a prayer to God. He replied, he says, if it pleases the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant sent me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I want you to give me paid time off, and I want to go, and I want to start a building project. And I want to build the, rebuild the city. I want to rebuild the wall that, of my ancestors. I want to do that. By the way, the wall and all that that you guys destroyed, I want to do that. And then he goes, okay, okay. And the queen's sitting over there too. And so she and the king respond, they go, okay. So he just keeps on going with that. He goes, oh, oh okay, okay, then, then. Then he says, and, and also, if it pleases the king, uh, let me have letters addressed to the governor of the province west of the Euphrates River, instructing them to let me travel safely through their territory on the way to Judah. Oh, you want a letter too? Yes. Yes, yes. And, and please give me a letter addressed to Asaph, the, the manager of the king's forest, instructing him to give me timber, free timber. Oh, you want that too? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? I will need them to make beams for the gates of the temple fortress, for the city walls, and, 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 and. I am for a house for myself. And then, like, at this, at this point, he's just going with it. Have you ever been in that kind of moment where, like, it's really going good with you? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire here. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm just going to keep on going. Might as well, might as well. I want free timber. I want a paid vacation. I want letters. Uh, I want a house. Uh, he should put in, hey, can I get a new iPhone? <laughs> just saying, 13's out. Like, can I do that too? Like, he's just going for it, going for it. And then it says here, then he writes down in his dear, dear diary, he goes, and the king granted these requests because, because what? The gracious hand of God was on me. Friends, 
when you are shown something and you begin to sit in it and be bothered by it and own the responsibility of being that someone, and when you step in obedience to that, your natural act opens up supernatural opportunity. It opens up a supernatural favor. It op opens up supernatural hand of God on you. It just does. And for some of you, you go, you know what? When you, it's some of you know this because you, like, you acted out in faith. And I think some of us need to act out in, not just in faith, but in conviction. Like, God, you have shown me. It, not in fear, but you have to act out. You have to move on what you know you're supposed to do. So what does he do? He goes for it. He goes for it. He goes to Jerusalem. He goes and he surveys the place and all that. He identifies the elders, the people who are, like, there, who are in, in places of influence. And he starts... Um, he just starts to get to know them a little bit, but he's surveying them. And so it says here, uh, keeps on going in verse 16, it says, the city officials did not know that I've been out there or what I was, uh, I was doing, for they had not yet said, for I had not said anything to them about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in this administration. Like basically he was like, I was just surveying the people. I just want to know, like, why, what kind of people live in a place for so long and not bothered by that someone needs to do this? The, he was talking about all those people who were looking around, living everyday life, knowing that something was wrong, knowing that they walked through their neighborhood and the wall is destroyed and there's fire, ru there are ruins everywhere, and they go to work and they do this stuff, and every day these same people go, someone needs to do something. Someone needs to do something. How many of us have seen in our lives, we walk by the same issue, we walk by the same problems, we walk by the same stuff, and we got to go, someone needs to do this. Someone needs to pray for that person. Someone needs to heal that person. Someone needs to talk to that person. Someone needs to bring that person to Jesus. Someone needs to do this. Someone needs to do this. Someone needs to do this. And you walk by there, and you live by there, and you're a noble, and you're an official, you're, a, you're someone who has, who has authority, you're a leader, you, but you are blind. You are blind to it because you're going, ah, I don't know if I'm the one, right? I don't know if I'm the one. And here, the book of Nehemiah says, stop thinking and wanting to be the one. Just be what? The someone. Just the someone. Just the someone. So he just looks around, surveys. He did not, did not tell them. Because he thinks sometimes, I think sometimes we just don't know because we're busy doing our own stuff. See, when I think of the, the impact that we could make at, at Mosaic, I, when I think of all the things that we could do at Mosaic and all the, 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 the resources we could have, the plans that we have prayed for in this place, the people we want to reach, and I, I just think, man, ah, there are people who walk and who come and we love you and you're a great community of people and you're living in there and you think, man, someone needs to do this and someone needs to give to that and someone needs to build that up and someone needs to provide this for our kids. And I, I, I love it, but then there are a few of us here that go or that, that, that are just like, I, I think I need to be that one. I think I need to be that person. I, need, I think I need to be that someone. And so I, I don't want to fault all of us or any of us to, because we're busy with our stuff. 
busy with our stuff. In fact, I, as I was writing this, friends, this is crazy. As I was writing this, because I was like, man, I really want to motivate people to understand that, man, there's things that we want to do at Mosaic, but we've got to give together. We've got to build this church together. We have to rebuild together because of COVID and this pandemic. We've got to do this. And I was writing this. Okay, this, this, this happened, and I'm like, God, you are hilarious. You just are. Okay, so right now, I, I, Starbucks, my Starbucks that I go to is opened up, and so I walk in there uh, on particular days, and, and I and go to my table. I have my own table. It's not my table, but anyways, it's a table. It's furthest away from the, uh, 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 the entrance, and so I walk in, and I'm assuming the, my table is going to be there, and it's there, but someone's there. Someone's at my table, and I walk in. I'm like, really, bro? Really? Okay, so I just go strategically, and I sit right next to him, okay? I do. I'm not intimidating him. I'm not. I'm just sitting right next to him because as soon as he leaves, I'm going to get in there, okay? So I'm working. I'm talking about being the someone, being the someone, being the someone, you know, noticing the need and blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, this guy, which I have been judging, by the way. I just got to confess this. I've been judging him the entire time because I'm like, I got all kinds of stuff going on. There's no paperwork on his table. It's like gaming. I don't even know what he's doing. Watching YouTube videos. I'm not quite sure. It's not work. No work happening. Anyways, okay. So, so all of a sudden he gets up and he starts going for the door. Like he, like, like, like I'm like, dude, you're gonna hurt someone. And as he walks towards the entrance, uh, there's a lady who's trying to walk out, and I'm like, you're gonna run right into her. So he gets up to her. I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, what's happening? And he opens the door for her. And then she turns, and she's got all kinds of drinks. And I was like, oh. you're still sitting at my table, though. Are you fine? You're like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? Wow, okay. And then I'm writing this thing, be the one, be the someone, you know, to meet the need, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, okay. So I go back, and I'm like, man, I didn't, I didn't even see her doing that. So a couple of minutes pass, all of a sudden, my... My chair in front of me on my table moves. Like he moves the, ta- the chair. He's sitting right next to me. I'm, and I look up because I'm busy doing my stuff. He, I look up and he is again going for the door. I'm like, what's he doing? What's he doing? And he goes and there's a Starbucks lady who's taking all the trash. You know how they take all the trash for the day? And he opens the door for her. He's sitting the furthest away from the... I'm like, first of all, why don't you sit next to the door? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you're going to do that. And then I'm like, Jesus, be the, be the one, be the one. Like, I'm like, and then I think, you're not that one, bro. You're not noticing anything that's going on. You're busy on your own stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I got to write this thing. I got to do this. I'm studying for the Lord. <laughs> and he's doing all the stuff. So this time I was like, you know what? No, this is not going to happen. We're going to put an end to this. Next, I'm, I'm paying attention to him next time he moves. So I kid you not. I'm not making this up, people. He gets up a couple, 10 minutes later. And now he gets up slowly. And I'm like, what are you doing? What's the need? I want to meet the need. I can run faster than you. Like, I want to do this, okay? Okay? So he walks up, and he goes to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, Oh my gosh. So then he comes back from the bathroom, and I just kind of look at him, you know, like judging him. And and, uh, he walks right by me, and I notice something that he does not know. And I was like... I know something you don't. I see something. I haven't seen any of the stuff, but there I see something, and you don't know it. You're unaware. You're unaware. But now I have a dilemma. 
The dilemma is that this is something that, uh, that one bro needs to tell another bro, okay? This, 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 this is something. But in my head, I'm like, someone else can handle that. So, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Someone else. Someone else. I'm writing a message about being the someone else. I'm like, are you serious, Jesus? Are you serious right now? Are you serious? He's like, be the one, be that someone, be that someone, be that someone, be that someone. I'm like, no, 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 no. Now, the problem is, it's already been five minutes. He's sitting right next to me. I've been thinking about this. I was like, this is getting worse and worse by the second. And the voice is like, be that, be that, be that. This whole message is just nothing if you don't do it. And I was like, okay. I did it. I did it. Did it. Did it. It's all good. He was so thankful. And then a couple minutes later, he got up. I was like, now what? He gets up, and he's leaving. He looks at me. He's got a mask on. He looks at me. His eyes connected to my eyes. And he was like, you're my dude. Thank you. As if, as if, as if he was like, you deserve the table. That's what, that's what I kind of felt like, honestly. But he left, yeah. And I definitely took the table. I tell that story because it's hilarious, number one, people. Number two, though, I was shocked at how Jesus would go, okay, let me just show you. People are busy doing good things. They're not terrible people. They're just doing Good things. They're doing things. They're raising their families. They're, 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 they're working. They're doing stuff. It's not like easy. It's easy to say, hey, yeah, yeah, someone else can handle it because you're too busy or you're too lazy or you're too uh, coward to do it or you don't want to step in or you don't want to get your hands dirty. No, no, no. No, people are just busy doing things. They're just trying to survive here. And so these officials, these officials were trying to live their lives. Trying to do the best they can. So what happens after that? What happens after that is he writes in his diary, he writes in his book, and he says, but then, but then I told them, I told them this. He says, you know very well what trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruin and its gates have been destroyed by fire. By fire, friends. He says, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end its disgrace. Then he told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on him and, and about my, uh, on me and about my conversation with the king. He told them, like, this is miraculous, the things that have taken place here. And then they all replied at once. They all replied. They said, yes, let's rebuild the wall. So the work began. So they said it. He told them, and they said it. They said, let's do it. Let's do it. At, one, at some point, they were made aware of the situation, and all of a sudden, they got up from their busy lives and said, we see what you see. We see God's hand. We know this is a problem. We see not the fact that there is an issue. We see that we are that some people. We are that someone that we need to step in, and we need to do this. And the people who were doing this, they weren't construction workers. They were people who were just like ordinary people. And they just jumped in and started doing the work. And the whole book, if you read, it's fascinating. Fascinating how they got it done. Let me show you a picture really quick. A really quick a, a picture uh, that, that kind of shows you all, all the, 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 the gates and the wall of Jerusalem. So here you have all these different gates. And what is particularly interesting about these gates is that people lived around these gates. Now I can go into detail about all the different gates, but we're, we don't have time for that. 
But people lived around, not just the temple area, but all around these gates, different pockets of people. There were neighborhoods right around these people. And so here's their plan. Their plan was that they started, re they started building right where they lived. And so Nehemiah's plan was this. He said, if you guys would just, if everybody, if everybody would just be the someone, if we realize that we've got to build this together, if you just start building, so the, the fountain gate people start building there, the dung gate people start building there, the valley gate, the water gate, the old gate, the fish, the sheep, the inspection gate, all these people, if you guys start just building that wall, regardless of who you are, if you start building it, it'll all connect and we can do this together. Instead of just getting one group of people, instead of just getting one, you know, the valley gate, and they're building the entire, no, let's get everyone involved. And everyone jumped in. Do you know the wall was built in 52 days? Because everybody jumped in. And these people were merchants. I mean, they, they list the people. They're like, they were merchants. They were perfume makers. They were like, they were, they were like, uh, they were, they were just, yeah, fishermen. I mean, people who are not really necessarily into construction, they just like, we've got to do this. And by the way, it's not like they left their jobs. No, this was like, when you get off work, you start building. No one got paid. They just jumped right in and they built this wall. And the whole book is about that. Whole book is about that. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Could it be possible that that could be a picture of, of what we have to do here, Mosaic? You know, every church in America is trying to rebuild right now. Every church in America. Because of what the pandemic has, uh, has done. I mean, even now, majority of our people are online. And you guys are at your homes, and we see you once a month. And, and I, I totally understand why we do this. Our patterns of coming together is very different right now. And so it's hard for me, it's hard for pastors all over to understand and know to figure out who's with us, who's not with us, who lives in this, like who considers Mosaic home. We don't know. We, don't, we, we just don't know anymore. We, ju we don't. And so for me, it's like I'm thinking, okay, but we have to rebuild. We have to rebuild. So let me ask you this. What if, what if, if you just consider, because I don't know you right now, because I don't necessarily know who's with us and who's been with us and all that, and because patterns have, have changed. But if you consider Mosaic home, what would it look like for you to start building here? Just building where you are. What would it look like for you to start doing that? See, we're talking about more money and more problems is because the problem is that we do need more money if we're going to solve some of the problems that we have. We started this project, okay? It's been more than 52 days, by the way, for this project. <laughs> this project to, uh, uh, to have a next generation space. We, we bought the space back there. We've shown you pictures of it. And uh, we started building it, building it, building it. COVID hit, pandemic hit, and then inflation of all kinds of things hit. And all the prices went up. And our budget of to fix that place went up 100%. I mean, things that were just like, I mean, uh, 100 bucks went to almost 1,000 bucks. It was like, what is going on? We're like committed to this thing. And so our budget for that all of a sudden has to, we're spending more money on that. But you guys don't know this because we don't want to put the burden on you because people have given to that. But friends, let me just tell you, it's, been, it's costing us double. But we're, we're committed to it. We're costing us double. Here's the other thing. Since the pandemic from two years ago, our budget 
has shrunk by 30%. 30%. It was 15 the first year, and then now again. Because we don't know what's going on. We don't know who's with us, who's not. But you don't know, you don't know this, because we don't want to talk about this. But i got to tell you, hey, we are rebuilding right now, and we need your help. As I think of the dreams that we've had, not just for this space, but we, we have this uh, bounce house right next to us. If you walked by this morning, you saw it. You guys know online, we've been talking about this bounce house. We, in fact, wanted to, we had a handshake agreement of buying it before COVID hit. All kinds of things, by the way, were happening before COVID hit. <laughs> for the love. So we were going to buy this thing. And then what happened? Budget shrunk. Expenses went up. And we're like, ah, let's take that back. Ah. We can't do that. But we want to buy this thing. We can do so much. We can be more of a hope center. Friends, we have this place being used by two different churches, we, by so many organizations, it's a Montessori school. I mean, this building gets used all the time. The joke is around here that we don't even use it. We have no staff offices. We have never had, I don't have an office here or here. We have multi-purpose rooms here. Everybody uses it for multi-use, multiple uses. But we want to buy this. But here's the problem. The problem is the bank, the bank looks at us and they go, hey, 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 you can't do it. You can't do and rebuild like you want to. And here's what they would say when it comes to just money. They would say this, just looking at our bank account, looking at our financial statements. And they've kind of said this, we have great tippers. We have very generous tippers, tippers. But the bank is looking for consistent givers. And they're like, you just don't have enough consistent tithers. So you can't do it. And I, and I want to tell them, no, 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 but they're the amazing people. They're like, yeah, they are. They're amazing people. They're like, generous, yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not consistent givers. And so sorry. And so when I look at the dreams that we have, the things that we want to do, I go, friends, I'm just going to tell you right now, we need consistent, consistent tithers if we're going to move to the next step if we're going to rebuild our staff because our staff has shrunk, uh, if we're going to rebuild, we're just going to need the resources. We're, if you consider Mosaic home, then build around your home. If you're listening to this talk and you just happen to listen to this talk and you're not a part of Mosaic, build where you are. Like, don't give to us. Give to your church, but build where you are. Just don't attend. Build where you... Just don't live. No, build where you are. Every church in America is trying to build. We have to build this together because here's the thing. If we build this particular wall and the wall is, is um, a picture of the kingdom of heaven, of the kingdom of, of, the, of ch the church that Jesus wants to build, if we're just that one gate, okay, that one gate, um, and if we build that and the other church across the street just does that, that, does that and they build, their king, they build that, that part of the kingdom and that part of the kingdom and every gate looks different and every gate is unique and by golly, we are... By golly? Did I just say by golly? <laughs> what? Can we just stop for a minute? What? Did I just say by golly? Wow. Edit that. Whew. I don't know how, by golly, I got, came up with that, but... By golly. Okay, where was I? By golly. Ridiculous. But if we uh, are just focused, if, if we are just focused, come on, you can do this. You can do this. We're going to be here forever. Let's focus. So 
if we are just one expression of um, God's church, and then there are other churches all over the city, all over this world, man, if we, if we just have people building their church, we will build this kingdom. We will build the church, the big church, not our church, the big church. But we have to build together, friends. So what, could you, what, 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 what would happen what would happen if we did that? I mean, I know, I know that wall was built in 52 days. But let me just ask you, what if you um, believed that you were called to be that someone for four or 52 days? What would change in your life um, in 52 days? What could change in your life if you focused on it for 52 days? What if you decided, I'm going to build for 52 days. I'm going to give for 52 days. I'm going to serve for 52 days. I'm going to change my life for 52 days. What could change, not just in the natural, but even in, this, in the supernatural? What could change in heaven because you decided to be the someone here on earth? Friends, if we do this together, we we could do something amazing. But we have to. We have to do it together. We have to do it together. All right. Let me pray for us. Can we do that? All right. Well, Lord God, thank you so much. So much for this conversation. So much for the fact that you call us um, knowing who we are. God, some of us are just happen to watch this or happen to listen to this podcast. That's someone who built for them. That's someone who cared for them. That's someone who fasted for them. That's someone who spoke to them. That's someone who built the kingdom that generations and generations could take part of it. God, I thank you for the, the someones who built Mosaic as it stands right now, and I thank you in advance for those someones who are going to build for the next generations to come. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for that. I pray, God, that as we respond today, as we go either receive communion or we, we light a candle or we go to the cross, I pray we go with the idea of, God, you calling us to be that someone to build, someone to help. God, I pray for 52 days we would make it about your kingdom, your church. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.